Hey everyone, welcome to episode three of the Sideliners. We took Thanksgiving week off, it was awesome, you know, take a break, get some rest, see our families, watch some bad football. Bad football. Yep. Lots of good eats though. Yeah, it was nice to eat. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Catch up on some rest, unfortunate homework situations. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, it is what it is. Some finals coming up. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I want to start this week off by talking about a term that I feel has come into the light recently. It's funny I said that. Actually, it's it's recency bias, and um, I think recency bias influences us in ways that we don't really realize. And saying like, oh, for example, in the last podcast, we all picked the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. They had been trending up. Seahawks have been trending down. Their defense looked terrible, and the Seahawks took care of business and beat them. Well, okay, so let's let's define it first for those who don't know what recency right. bias is. Um, so the way the way I worded it is is when you your opinion changes on a team based on their recent performances. Um, that could potentially be in a good way. Or a bad way where if a team is doing super good, uh, your your automatic opinion is like, okay, this team is legit. Or if a team is trending down um, after being, you know, possibly mediocre or pretty good, you're like, okay, this team was just pretenders. Right. Like, for example. It seems like a team could have been very solid all year and then they lose one game they're not supposed to. This team's not, not as good as they're supposed to be. So that's just something to be aware of. Kind of influencing our picks. Our picks thus far have not been so great. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there. We're, yeah. we're new to this. Um, and personally, my own opinion is that I hate recency bias. Like, um, for example, uh, I'll say the pa- this past NBA season with the Lakers and the Heat in the finals. So I saw this thing where people were choosing the Heat to upset the Lakers just based on the fact that, you know, they had been cruising for the most part in the playoffs and not like the Lakers haven't, but like, you know, all this all this stuff about, you know, the players being better and having more heart. And I was just thinking like, you know, when it comes down to it, I just don't see it. And then I ended up being right. And, you know, you just can't let recency bias affect what has been going on the whole season. You have to look at it um, from the whole thing. Right. And teams like Northwestern, for example, who... Had been looking great all year. I mean, you could say that they were, you know, good. And the the committee, the college football playoff committee, ranked them in the top ten at number eight, which I would say most people thought was a little high. But you know, and, props to them, right? And they did go and get upset by Michigan State this week, kind of <laughs> kind of showing like maybe they weren't as good as we thought, or maybe this is just some recency bias. It's just a bump in the road, and they'll finish with one loss. So. We never know. But speaking of Northwestern, I want to touch more on this later. But um, Northwestern had, with three games remaining on their schedule, they needed to win one game to clinch the Big Ten, go into the Big Ten championship. They lost to Michigan State. Their game this week is postponed. And so they only have one game left to win. And I think, I can't remember if it's either Minnesota or Iowa. But, I mean, that, that pretty high chance went down quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, you know... 2020, when you see Northwestern in the Big Ten Championship is, you know, yeah. may, maybe that's just the epitome of this year. Yeah, but a lot of crazy things going on. Unexpected turns. Um, and then another team that may be having the effects of recency bias is the Cardinals. Uh, you know, the loss against the Seahawks. Right. Um, you know, personally, I have seen a ridiculous amount of Cardinals games this year. I don't know why. Yeah, I do. 
You do, actually. Yeah, because you have Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, well, you know, I think that's probably why. Well, you know, I, I have to make sure that they're doing good and not, <laughs> um, and not doing bad. But I, I still think that they're pretty good. I still think that they're pretty good. Uh, they're going to bounce back this week, and let's, let's transition. So, yeah, um, kind of on an unfortunate note for us, um, I had the, uh, the pleasure of going to the Texas-Iowa State game this past weekend. Oh, you were there? Yeah, I was there, oh, um, wow. and it, it was sad. disappointing. A very winnable game for the Longhorns, but they just could not get it done. Coaching uh, problems. Yeah, so yeah. all hope for a return to the Big 12 title game is gone, and it looks like Tom Herman is on his way out with lots of circulating rumors about Urban Meyer. And we we can talk. We can talk about that next week. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a lot to. This week's going to be awkward because Texas is on the big noon, like Fox kickoff game, mm-hmm. <laughs> which, you know, the show Urban Meyer's on. And so it's going to be pretty awkward, but, you know, we'll cool. see. On the flip side of that, Iowa State has got to be feeling pretty good. They just took down, I guess, a solid team on the road. I don't know. We're not that good. But um, a solid team on the road, they, it seems like, have the easiest path to the Big 12 championship. Yeah. Are they legit? What do we think? I mean, I see them winning out, but they're... I think they're going to the championship, but I don't see them beating OU or Oklahoma State in a championship. Right, and maybe this week in one of the more underrated games of the week, they host West Virginia, who has definitely upset capability. I'm just not sure if they can do it this week in Ames. Uh, I, I, I agree with John in terms that they're going to get to the championship game, but I just don't see them winning. And... Um, Personally, I don't think that they're as good as people say they are, as Texas is just really bad at getting clutch games. Yeah, not so great. Um, of course, the big story this week, Sarah Fuller, first woman to ever play Power 5 football. It's very exciting. And they have announced that she will kick again. Unfortunately, last week, we only got to see one kickoff attempt, seeing as Vanderbilt somehow didn't score at all against Missouri. <laughs> just a little sad. But, you know, this week... They play a much easier opponent, Georgia. So right. They'll definitely score, right? They have to score. They, they have, have to. At least they have, field yeah. range. They have a good shot. It's a really good look for college football. Um, and she's, she's changing the game, which is awesome. Yep. It's, it's, it is a really good thing to see. And in case anyone was wondering, she was told to kick a squib. Yes. She was not trying yes, to kick it up. Yes, I, I, <laughs> hate, I hate the Come not, not squib narrative. Come on, that, that is, y'all are weird. So, um, as it seems right now... You know, as the new playoff rankings come out, it seems like the top four teams have really separated themselves. Yeah. You've got a clear Alabama, Ohio- Notre Dame, Ohio State, Clemson. Or is it it's Clemson, Ohio State? But, you know, obviously a top four, like the top four teams, you're not going to rank A&M or Florida or Cincinnati in that top four until something crazy happens. And yeah. there will be some shakeup with the ACC championship, given it's, if it's Notre Dame and Clemson. And same thing with the SEC championship. If Florida can maybe pull off the huge upset against Alabama... There would definitely be some shakeup in the rankings. So hear me out. If Clemson loses to Notre Dame in the ACC championship, they're out. Clemson's done. Two losses. Who would oh, take yeah. that spot? Is that A and M because they beat Georgia? Um, or I think Florida. Sorry, if, not Georgia. If Florida beats Alabama, they're in for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. if Alabama takes care of business as they probably will against Florida, then maybe you do give it to an A and M. Or if I could totally see. Cincinnati doing similar to what BYU is doing this week with Coastal and just trying to schedule any ranked team they can just to boost their resume mm-hmm. late season. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out because, I mean, one of the ACC teams 
is going to have to lose if they play each other. I mean, so, of, yeah. uh, of course, I would like to see one of those teams get in just because, you know, like we, we always see these teams, uh, you know, playing these games and maybe I, I just want to see some shake. One of, one of the group of five yeah. teams. Yeah. Maybe. Well, um, props to, to BYU for getting coached on the schedule this week, but poor Liberty. I'm a little sad for them. Yeah. The well, glory well, season. Their, their dream season's already ruined. Yeah, so. But yeah, so the NFL this week, kind of awkward, I, I guess, because... I mean, COVID's hitting hard. It's hard. Yeah. I, I've never seen a league backpedal this hard. Right. The Ravens. Well, it's just because of right. the, Ravens the got amount hit of hard. players and contact. The Steelers got hit hard. We had the most 2020 game ever yesterday yeah. with, you know, you've got RG3 throwing passes to Des Bryant at 3 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. That, that combo would have killed back in 2013. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, I think yeah, it would. I, I think it would. That, that would have been pretty exciting. That would have been fun. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, it, it's it's fun having football on you know Wednesdays, but you know we let's sacri- no, let's, we sacrifice ne- our let's never tonight. do it again. Honestly. Oh, okay. Well, just wait until next week when the uh, Cowboys Ravens game gets postponed. Oh please, I I wanted to get postponed. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> speaking of the amazing Cowboys on their division, the NFC East race getting exciting. Um, I can say for about the first time in your your lifetime. No, no, <laughs> in like. Five years, four or five years, um, the Giants are leading the division. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I actually, I, I did, I kind of thought about it. And, you know, most, you know, most of the Giants games aren't on TV here. And I realized the last time I had watched the Giants win a game was in September of 2018. <laughs> that was the last time I saw a Giants win. Besides when you go to the stadium. I right? did go to the stadium, but we lose. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's what I'm saying. I was at the stadium for that game. Ah. But, um... Yeah, so that was very exciting. We almost lost, and Daniel Jones did get hurt, but got the win. Very nice to see Cole McCoy in there for us. But he's back next week, right? Probably not. Potential. Potential. Probably not. They said it's quote-unquote pretty bad. So (laughs) it's a hamstring thing. That doesn't sound good. That is is not good. No. He's probably not going to play this week, but if he does, that would be awesome. So um, Just to get slapped by the Seahawks. Right. Speaking of, the, the NFC East this week has... They have a tough schedule. They're all playing out-of-conference yeah. games against good teams, and they're all going to be underdogs. And it really just depends. We'll talk more about it later, but is one of them going to pull off the upset this week? I'm really not sure. Because the, the NFC West race is super exciting as well, kind of for good reasons, not bad reasons. <laughs> but you've got the Seahawks, who are 8-3, and 7-4? Uh, the Seahawks are 8-3. Eight 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 so they're 8-3. and three. You've got the Rams, who are 7-4, and four, I want to say. 8-3. They're eight and three too, yeah. and then the Cardinals right behind them, and the 49ers have gotten their way back up to five and six. Yeah, and so it's a tight race. You're gonna have some good games down the stretch. We've got a big uh, Rams Cardinals game this week, so that's gonna be super awesome. Uh, the Titans got a big divisional win this week against the Colts. Yeah. Really, it's a good luck for them. I think I think the NFC West is where we're gonna see that NFC seventh spot for the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I think that, I think that's going to be one of the teams that gets that seventh spot is yeah. Cardinals, 49ers, maybe even the Seahawks. Yeah, we could see at least three NFC West teams get in. Yeah. So, uh, but we won't because the Buccaneers will make it. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, unless unless Brady just hits a sharp decline. That's true. Kind of already has. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> obviously, I mean, obviously, the most exciting thing about Week Twelve of the NFL season, Trace McSorley. Yeah, I mean, come on, Trace McSorley. He threw it on a dime. He did throw he it. Wasn't, on a dime. He wasn't. He wasn't even trying. I mean, <laughs> he he did look good. I I didn't watch the game, but I saw some of the stuff after. 
And obviously that 70-yard touchdown of Marquise Brown was the best play of Marquise Brown's season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, the best play of his season, of course. And, uh, I mean, he looked pretty good. He threw with confidence, stepped up in the pocket, made a couple bad throws, but, you know, that's, that's given. I think and, there's few teams with better third-string quarterbacks Right, and, and in, a week with, in a week with a lot of backup quarterbacks seeing the field, he looked, I would, I would say, better than... A lot of them. I mean, yeah. you know, at least it wasn't a Kendall Hinton situation. Right. I mean, that was good. Because uh, good lord. But why did like why didn't they cancel the game or postpone the game? So what I what I heard was that because the Broncos p- broke protocol, they didn't want to cancel Twice. the game. Twice. Oh. <laughs> um, that they didn't want to reschedule the games and mm. to make an example out of them. Whereas with the Ravens, there was an outbreak. Yeah. Yes. You know, and depending on what you believe, whether that's maybe for ratings, potentially trying to get Lamar back into the game. Um, but you, you got to feel for Broncos fans. Yeah. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a Saints fan, so I, I know a lot about this. Uh, I read a lot about it. It was pretty interesting, just some very bad calls by general managers and stuff from uh yeah denver and it ended up them having to play a quarterback or not a quarterback at the quarterback position which was not good horrid no, to, not to say the least horrid not, not good what was it 35 um, to 3 so this 31 week, 31 to 3 yeah this upcoming week you know it's the final week of the fantasy football season we're very excited to Get the playoff push coming. Um, all, all of us are all of us are in position to make to make the playoffs. Yes, unless, not, unless I, I have a stinker of a week, and you have to. Yeah. He, he might have a chance to. But uh, so yeah, that's all going good, and a big week of college football and NFL. I would say more so in the NFL because college, I, I guess, has you know been hit with COVID too, and it's getting a little awkward with some of the conference championship situations. But Indiana. Goes on the road to Wisconsin this week. Indiana will be without their starting quarterback, Michael Penix, as he tours ACL. Which is really sad. He was having a great year for, I mean, the best year Indiana's had yeah. in a long time. Yeah. You, you hate to see it. Right. Yeah. I, I still think they get it done over Wisconsin. Another team who I want to say was, you know, in our head had some recency bias because, <laughs> I mean, they looked great in their one game and then they blew out Michigan and then they lost Just to Northwestern. Blowing out Michigan's not hard to do. I completely agree with you. I yeah. think I think Indiana's just taking this game. No right. matter I mean, if we're battling, both those offenses aren't the best. They they don't have their quarterback, which is bad. Uh and both of those defenses are above average, but I'd say Yeah. The and Indiana's maker is Indiana's defense is better. So. I, I think it's Indiana's receivers. Indiana's got some really solid receivers that can True. take over games. Um I will say that, you know, and obviously it's different because there's been some great uh, backup college football quarterback stories mm-hmm. um, as, you know, maybe not compared to the NFL. But it's just – it is hard for me to go for a team without their starting quarterback just from just from playing football and seeing football that I've seen. So I do have Wisconsin in this. But I expect it to be a close game. And if Indiana wins, I won't be mad. Yeah. So – Iowa State looking to build on their big win against Texas. Mm-hmm. They, like I was saying, a possible trap game. They host the Mountaineers of West Virginia this week. And West Virginia, you know, has that ability. They've played a lot of close games against some good teams. And, I mean, they've got a really solid defense. And they're not an easy team to beat. And if Iowa State, you know, isn't as legit as they might seem, even though they haven't had a, they've had one conference loss, 
this this could be the second, but mm-hmm. they need to take care of business this week. I think they're going to get it done. I have a hard time picking this upset in Ames. What do y'all think? No chance. <laughs> no chance. I mean, I guess there's always a chance, but I really think uh, Iowa State is going to just run through them. Um, this isn't recency bias or anything. Right, I don't know if they're going to run just through Just because it. they played... They didn't even play that well against Texas, I guess. Texas had a big chance of beating them. It's mainly Texas's fault they didn't win that game. But before Texas, they had beaten decent Big 12 teams, which is hard to do, and beaten them by a lot, which is really hard to do. Yeah. Again, I love the underdog. I have West Virginia in this game. All right, back-to-back upset picks back to back. for Ben. Although, um, I will say that if I do get these wrong... Obviously, it won't be the first time, but... Yeah, we do have a history. At least one of us is going to get it right. You yeah, you know, 50-50. Yeah. But, um, you know, Brees Hall. I mean, mm-hmm. Jesus. That, I, Although that, Texas did contain him pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... But, yeah. yeah. Can we talk about this huge matchup between two undefeated teams right, next well, week? Well, I was, gonna, I was so excited to talk about Coastal Liberty. I've been excited to talk about Coastal Liberty all year. Yeah. And then Liberty loses. It loses. Then you know the matchup loses a little bit of its luster. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, still excited. They got game day this week. You know, their token yearly group of five game day game. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm getting excited. You know, we got the Flames and the the Chanticleers of Coastal <laughs> Carolina. And then all of a sudden, do you know where Chanticleer is? It's okay. I looked it up one time. It's like a, it's like, it's like a gamecock, but it's like, blue and like made up. Nice. You know, it's it's similar in that like it's some sort of rooster. It's some kind of chicken thing. But it's like the fighting yeah. Chanticleers, you know? Yeah. That's badass. You know, you could you could say that. Yeah, I would probably disagree with you. But, <laughs> hey, but, um, hey, you know, at least you're not a terrapin. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you could be a turtle. You could be you could be like a wild cat. Hey, turtle so would be basic. cool, though. So basic. Turtle would be cool. <laughs> anyway, as I was saying, BYU, I see, you know, on Instagram, social media, oh, wow, BYU's going to play Coastal. That's so awesome. So Coastal's going to play Liberty and BYU. Oh, actually, they're not. No. So we got BYU Coastal this weekend. I guess it's still going to be the game day game. I haven't heard anything, but I assume it is. So that's awesome. I mean, I'm really yeah. excited. I have as much, like, I was going to pick Coastal over Liberty because, you know, they're hosting and Coastal's look great mm-hmm. all year. But I have a hard time picking them over BYU. Zach Wilson's put up Heisman numbers. He's up on the draft board. BYU's finally on the big stage. I mean, this is a huge but, game but do, but do they blow it? I mean, oh, I don't think so. I think they've taken care of business in the two games I've watched them, the ones that are both, you know, at U of H, who's that's kind of a hard stadium to go up into. They looked solid. They blew them out. And then Boise. They went yeah. at Boise on the blue field and just totally dominated. That's a hard thing to do. Because yeah. Boise was looking pretty good at the Boise, beginning. No, Boise was a ranked team. They were undefeated. And they put up 58 on them at least. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's just it's hard to pick. I mean, they have a top five quarterback, in my opinion. And in that conference, if you have that kind of offense, there's really just no stopping them. Yeah. So... Speaking of, you know, that, that Midwest, not Midwest, that Pacific Northwest area, the Pac-12. As we've mm-hmm. said in weeks past, not the most fun conference to watch this year, but they've got three undefeated teams, and it seems like, you know, maybe there's a chance one of them jumps out ahead of the pack. Those teams are USC, Colorado, and Washington. It seems <laughs> like right now, you're not going to think Colorado can keep that one up. USC, as we've said, has played some close games. Washington has probably looked the best, but can they keep it up? I mean, the Pac-12 is just, it just... I mean, no one's talking um, about that. Yeah, they're the only one that I have an idea that they could. Uh, but it's it's hard to do it. It's it's kind of like the Big 12 
both of those divisions, you you really have to have two or three losses. Um, there's no way any of them make the playoffs. No, over a no, definitely Clemson. Not. Or Oregon was the only one with any shot, and they managed to blow it against yeah. Oregon State. Ooh. Oregon State. Ouch. Big rivalry. Fun game Big to rivalry. watch though. Yeah. So I guess maybe more of a bigger week in the NFL. We've got the ever so important divisional matchup of the Rams and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Rams. I'm going against our prediction of last time. The Cardinals failed me last time, and I don't want to pick them again. And the Rams, you know, they've looked good all year, as we've said. You know, didn't look so great last week against the 49ers, but maybe they'll bounce back, you know. Uh, that defense. I mean, uh, to the Rams' credit, uh, they, they've been – I wouldn't say the – well, you know, I will say they've been the quiet, they've been the quiet team in the NFC uh, this year. Nobody's really talking about them yet. They have a really good record. And, you know, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald doing their things. Yeah. But I'm going to double down on the Cardinals. I think that they can get it done. And You just love picking against me today. I, I do, honestly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm going awesome. to agree with them on this All one. All right, okay. Uh, Arizona looks really good. I mean, just because they got stopped by the worst defense in the league doesn't mean anything. I mean, they Before don't, that, they've been playing so well. They don't well, look that good against the Patriots last week. They lost. Yeah, you know, I'm... <laughs> Nick Folk, baby. Nick, oh, yeah. Nick Folk. I don't know. I think I think this is their time to come back, uh, especially if they want to get that seventh pick. This is a very important game. Right now, for them. two two teams that really need this bounce back game. Yeah. Speaking of another team that really needs this game, we got the Browns going into Nashville against the Titans this week. They're eight and three, which is you know a really good record, but they have played a really easy schedule, and people are like, "Wow, this is the worst eight and three team ever." They they need this win to gain some respect. This is the I, I'm pretty sure one of the best teams left on their schedule. This is probably the biggest Browns game in the last fifteen years, <laughs> oh, which man. is crazy. That's true. Yeah. They did beat the Patriots that one time when they weren't supposed to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this is a big game to prove themselves. I don't think they will. Maybe the Giants can upset them in a couple weeks. That yeah. would be awesome. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the Titans get it done. Yeah, Titans. Titans looked really good um, last week. And, uh, you know, Derrick Henry obviously running over the Colts' defense. Much to my expense. They got negative five points this week. That's awesome. Very exciting. Um, But I think the Titans get it done. And, I mean, there's nothing much to it. I think, you know, I I had the prediction that the Texans might pull something, uh, string something together, maybe uh, five for their division. But it just doesn't seem like it's going to happen. They have their flashes, though. But without Will Fuller, that will be difficult. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, yeah, so we touched on it earlier. The NFC East plays one tough schedule this week. All mm-hmm. the teams. You got the Giants playing Seattle. The Eagles playing the Packers. The Cowboys taking on the Ravens on Tuesday. And Washington against the Steelers on Monday afternoon. So I'm, I'm pretty sure the consensus over here is we think the NFC East is going to go 0 for 4. Mm-hmm. But if you had to pick one, to pull off the upset, which one are you picking and why? Oh. Washington. Why? Look I'm, at the Steelers. They've had so many close games against such at the Steelers, bad teams. They're eleven and zero. I know, <laughs> but that team is not put. It's not like I don't know. I, I, if if that Washington football team can get there, I didn't even mean to say they're fine. <laughs> uh, if they can get their offense, if they can improve on their offense this week, um, get good connections with Terry McLaurin. Forcing I would love that. longer runs to Edmonds and everything, that would be so good, and uh, they they could upset them because that defense is really good. 
Yeah. I mean, I do agree. I think... I think I said this before. The Redskins are the most well-put-together team. Washington. At least... Yes. Excuse me. Washington. <laughs> Washington is the most well-put-together team. That defense is monstrous. Yeah. On, on the front seven. And I think that they do have... They have the most likely opportunity to, <laughs> to upset... But I, they're going over four this week. I like over under. Uh, like they'll all lose combined points over under one hundred fifty points. Well, so that's so that's an average of like. Oh, the Eagles like thirty. Eagles are winning are are that. losing More sixty to zero to the Packers. So that's very bad. I honestly think that'll be the worst beatdown. Yeah, no, no, that's no, gonna yeah. be horrible. The Giants will score points, I but think, I don't no, think the I'm, Eagles. My can upset score. pick, you know, if I had to pick, I'm not saying this will happen, and this is not bias at all, <laughs> but I think. The Giants, maybe. I could get it done. Of course, we will probably be without Daniel Jones. But the Giants, you know, have won three in a row. The Giants have won three in a row for the first time in a, since 2016, in four years. It's been four years. And we're leading the division, got some momentum. The defense has been... I, I think the Giants' defense, I would go on a limb and say they're the best in the division. I think they're they're definitely underrated. Washington. They're underrated across James the Bradbury, top five corner. He's been <laughs> awesome. I, I just can't say that. Well, I, I, I that's just what I'm saying. It. Well, yeah. we, we will see. We don't have a Thursday night game this week. No, Very kind Saturday. of upsetting. Oh, yeah. I want to watch football tonight. But, but we'll we go get see. them on, on Saturday and Sunday and Monday and Tuesday. <laughs> that is Maybe so even Wednesday. Oh, we got college football again. tonight. That is true. But, you know, nothing too exciting. Yeah. College basketball is back. The NBA starts in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Very excited for all that. Should we do some basketball stuff soon? Potentially. Potentially. My opinion. I'm not too good at it, but sure, I'll yeah. try. Texas won the Jim Malley Invitational this week. Three solid wins. Very you. exciting. Matt Coleman hits a buzzer beater yesterday. Mm-hmm. I was jumping up and down. Me too. My team. Awesome. I, I, I it was, was great. No, I was giggling awesome. like a little girl. I was, I was pumping <laughs> like this. It was awesome. That was great. And all that just to lose to Villanova on Sunday. Aww. Yeah. But, you know, it's all good. So... Um, is with there anything that, else, guys? With that, I think I think we have run down two weeks worth of football. Yeah, mm-hmm. some. I guess not not so fun football, but you know we we make our own fun out of it, and <laughs> we, we, uh, we try our best. Right? No, we're doing what we're doing everything we can with what we have, and uh, let us know. I guess in the comments if you want to see some basketball content, you know, like and subscribe. We're always trying to get that ratio up there. Of course. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all next week. See y'all. Happy holidays from the Sideliners. Yeah. Yes, sir.